0: I want to be in charge of my own butthole.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to the 142nd episode of the Superhouse Podcast, everybody. This is Andrew, and I'm once again joined by Avius. Oh my gosh,
0: 142 episodes. That was my dog, Rabbit. (laughs) Y'all familiar with her, and past episodes are popping in, little cute little cameos. Hey, shut up!
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Kevin Smith saying, shut up, Shecky. Yeah,
0: Shecky, I know, she's our Shecky, for sure. (laughs) But anyway, damn. (laughs) So this week,
1: we're going to be continuing our deep dive into the Hasbro verse, just like we did last week with Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. This week, we're going to be going over Rom, the Space Knight rum
0: hell yes i'm only um, vaguely familiar with rom but here we go let's do this dude that was my
1: question i was gonna ask off uh off uh, our notes here um, uh I am what your familiarity was but pretty much nothing huh
0: <laughs> well uh just i've seen a lot of drawings of the character and i've seen a lot of comic book covers basically that's it okay and All then right. yeah I didn't know
1: maybe. much either. Uh, I, I Again, we just mentioned Kevin Smith. Um, Kevin Smith has mentioned it a couple times before on his podcast. Um, and we'll get to more of that later. But that's pretty much my familiarity as well, other than seeing some covers nice. uh, on online. So, anyway, let's get right to it. What is Rom the Space Knight?
0: The Rom property was launched in 1978 by Parker Brothers, released of a... <laughs> Release of a, uh, Parker Brothers' release of a toy created by Scott Dankman, Richard C. Levi, and Brian L. McCoy. Manifesting as a robotic-looking, outer-space-originated action figure, yeah? Riding the post-Star Wars wave, right? Brandishing lighting and sound effects. Marvel Comics subsequently supplied a substantial backstory with the 1979 launch of the series, Rom Space Knight which featured writing by Bill Mantlo and art by Sal Buscema. Frank Miller drew the cover of the 1979 premiere issue. The series became well regarded amongst comic book connoisseurs.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. So, the story for Rom, alright? What the fuck is this shit about? So, the story centers on the mission of Rom, an alien from the planet Galador who, through an experimental procedure, was physically altered to become a robotic space knight, armed with an array of weaponry specifically designed to identify and neutralize a malevolent race of shape-shifting alien magicians
0: Fuck yeah! (laughs) Fuck yeah!
1: (laughs) Called Dire Wraiths.
0: Oh my god, fuck yeah! I got the horns up right now!
1: It's metal as fuck, bro. Metal as
0: fuck, dude. (laughs) Concept
1: album. Dire Wraiths, by the way... We all know that uh that what's his name uh uh god not Tolkien um Game of Thrones guy. Oh my god. Mark uh, J.
0: J. 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 J Abrams? No.
1: <laughs> George R R Martin. George R R Martin. He wrote Dire Wolves and we all know that he's a big comic book fan in general. Uh he loved the Fantastic 4 and shit like that. So I
0: wonder man, I wonder Cause that's very yeah.
1: close That's dire and then W A W yeah.
0: word Dire wolves Dire wraiths But I mean And Tolkien What is it The ring wraiths It's that's all That's yeah. They're all they swimming do. in the same Fucking Yeah uh, Natural spring Everybody's hot reading spring the,
1: Yeah exactly <laughs> there, It's a Venn diagram man
0: Right Isn't uh, everything in life As such
1: Especially nerd shit It's all um <laughs> Incestuous
0: Yeah Incestuous mythology Yeah pretty that's much that's gonna be that's gonna be the name of my occult bookstore <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a, quite a bit of those in la but that's a whole other story dude uh, we're
0: reaching a new age the age of the aquarius the wholesome occult yeah the age of aquarius more likely
1: some shit like that
0: all right <sighs> beer. drink it it's beer Rom's
1: pursuit of the Wraith spills over to Earth, where some continue to hide. Of course, with Rom Space Knight being a Marvel title, the Space Cyborg's exploits occasionally got him entangled with other Marvel characters, such as the X-Men, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, and even led to an encounter with Galactus
0: uh, back on his planet Galador,
1: which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I, Yeah. I I love that.
0: It's cool, Um, and it's also very interesting that Marvel. Marvel, I mean, Marvel and DC both do this and have done it for a long time, but the crossover aspect of those big companies and how this character wasn't necessarily conceived, right, as a piece of the Marvel Universe, but just so happened that he played a role in it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was. This was part of the Marvel Universe to begin with and um, connected with all that shit, man
0: yeah yeah there's a cover so. with
1: him fighting wolverine okay <laughs> oh so stefan is going to read this part take it away Stefan.
0: <clears throat> he is a space knight lord of the soul star order one of their most powerful knights the evil dire wraiths fear him more than all others earning him the nickname wraith slayer he has hounded them and kept them underground for centuries he alone could wipe them off the face of existence. He is Rom, Lord of the Soul Star Order. Rom, the Wraith Slayer. Rom, the Space Knight. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. He'll put fucking... some music behind there in your
2: yeah. <laughs> Rom,
0: coming to theaters this summer. <laughs> 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 I love uh, it. Let's uh, go, I,
1: baby. It's awesome, man. Uh, I love how metal comics are, or they can <laughs> yeah. be at least. So he <laughs> seems to be fully part of the Transformers universe as well, and that's because I guess he's part of Hasbro now. Uh, more wow. on that later. But uh, there's and there's always been a lot of crossovers um, in 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 Marvel, of course, but also uh, it seems. Oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There were. Um, the Transformers were also part of the Marvel Universe of in, uh, initially as well so uh, even back in the day I think that there was I guess they thought well he's a robot let's put him in with the other robots you know it's uh, the 80's uh. so uh, so yeah that, I think that's why that happened and um, Bill Mantlo we're going to talk about this guy a little bit more in a minute but um, this guy really elevated the, the character with having a great space opera backstory mm-hmm. for Rom and mm-hmm. um, so, what I have here is, it says, uh, Ram is a guy from the planet
3: Galador, a utopia filled with beautiful women and beautiful people and high <laughs> technology. They run afoul of the dire race, a vile race of genocidal magic-wielding shapeshifters. Imagine the scrolls if they weren't bumbling idiots. To defend Galador from the Wraiths, some of the planet's citizens volunteer to become cyborg warriors. called speaks knights. Nice. Undergoing this process means they must leave some portion of their human forms behind. Their penis. Held in stasis until the war is over, and they can be restored to their full <laughs> human forms.
0: We will unfreeze your penis as soon as the galaxy is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this Got is it. some
1: genius shit from Mantlo. He sees yeah. a robot that he likes, and he's like, "This, this whole thing about sacrificing your human body for the out of a sense of duty for war." Right. That, bro mantlo cracked the code on that one that is that's amazing uh, it could have been just some bullshit yeah. robot toy yeah. but then he writes this
0: come on dude that's it's not just pointy ears and three claws you know when we, yeah you make it about sacrifice, fucking, sacrifice and duty it's a deeper sorry to stop everything halt the keep going, tracks keep but it's a deeper look at kind of what's going on with the Silver Surfer, Norrin Rad, Galactus and stuff. It's a little bit deeper dive into that kind of like idea of sacrificing one's humanity for like a greater good.
1: I love That's Silver the, Surfer, by the way, man. Yeah. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, anything that deals with that, the kind of real deep space shit that he mm-hmm. goes into, love it. All right, anyway. um,
0: And if you'll notice, Silver Surfer has no dick, so it seems as though <laughs> you're bringing the price... It back <laughs> The real price, the humanity, that is in quotes, seems to be they freeze your dick for a while. Anyway, save the world, you get it back. (laughs) Alright. Rom could
2: also be trippy as hell. Mantlo took his Rom stories in all kinds of bizarre directions. The Diarrace shape-shifting abilities created lots of creepy conspiracy stories as little by little it was revealed how many corporations and government contingencies <laughs> had been infiltrated by aliens and human form.
3: <laughs>
2: Since the Diarrace also used magic powers, badlow could get really weird. Haunted houses, alien lizard creatures, human... Wearing space knight armor, hybrid human alien, <laughs> uh, kids, die. <laughs> Doctor Strange dream sequences over game, and a solid chunk, <laughs> a solid chunk of the series was illustrated by Al Buscema. To be honest, he phones it in in a few panels. If he changes you. But he could also draw up some incredible scenes of space <laughs> energy <laughs> with fire and aliens. <sighs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, 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 man. Oh, does your throat hurt? <laughs> I
1: think I'm fine. So, uh, moving on from kind of the basic info there, we can't really get into the cartoon because there never was one made Boo. for ROM. The closest thing we ever got was this one appearance on robot chicken and let's listen mm-hmm. to that right now so Stefan, if you want to cue that up okay. all right so this is the robot chicken that they did for rom the space knight um i think they did i think this is the only one and this is really the only animation that we ever got of so rom, f- knight. F- for rom space night at least so far so anyway three, two. One start.
2: Rom, Space Knight, a warrior made of solid metal. He's beaten the galaxy's <laughs> the <laughs> toughest Man. villains. I have not Who seen this. He's a foe in every way. It's his cool he equal.
3: It's coolly. At least did this. Jim, yeah. The guy with a giant <laughs> magnet. Come <in>. here.
2: <laughs> no. Come on. Nuh-uh. Chicken. You are. Rom, Space Chicken. Mature. Yeah, your mom was mature last night. What? Ditter. I'll teach you. Yeah, <laughs> teach this. Ditter. What he now? I didn't need it anyway.
3: Oh, oh Rommy, it's on my magnet.
2: <laughs> you suck. That's what your mom said. <laughs> she did not. My mom was a saint. Saints suck.
3: <laughs> Saints suck. Suck, oh my god. <laughs>
0: and that's it. Uh, 40 seconds of fucking. ROM animation.
1: War, uh, yeah, ROM animation that we've ever gotten.
0: That was great. I mean, it's <laughs> That fine. was funny. But the, yeah. it does not do justice, obviously, to the uh, the the images. I mean, if you Google fucking Rom and the comic book images and stuff, they're amazing. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot more that could be done that was never done. For sure. But, it, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, but, it's
1: fine. It's fine. It's robot chickens, what they do.
0: Yeah. Uh, but damn, the character looks cool.
1: Yeah, Rom... They always had a pretty cool look. Um, so, Stefan, let's get into the section that I think you like the most, maybe, since you're the hot package guy. Hell yeah. And that is the toys.
0: Yes. Figures.
1: Figures. I love action, action figures. Don't call them dolls. They're f- action figures. Yeah, they're not... Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it's, what I was uh, going to say. It's
0: not... You know, I don't, you know, I don't... You know, I'm just sitting there playing with them or anything like that when I'm not playing with them, but... They don't comb their hair. You do you know, fucking like, karate moves, man. Yeah,
3: right? You know, like, like, I got a figure over here to chop a board in half.
0: Anyway.
1: Jumping <laughs> kicks and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, so even though there never was a ROM cartoon, it did, I think, all start out with the toy. So let's listen to a commercial from the 80s 1979. for this toy. Oh, 79, 79. It says,
0: which is crazy, toys in the 70s. What a wild time. That's like golden age. Anyway. We're so usually late. in the like 80s and 90s, guys, but this is yeah, late yeah, 70s. Yeah. All right, anyway. so
1: three, two,
2: one, start. This is Rom, oh, the music. Space Knight. You can wow. imagine it's he comes epic. from another galaxy yeah. with his flashing neutralizer activate rom you can imagine he has rockets to blast into space and a translator that communicates with lights and sounds you can even imagine his respirator lets him breathe in any atmosphere rom comes with the three plug-in accessories shown nine volt battery not included rom the space knight an electronic toy new from parker brothers this definitely would
0: be something i'd get yeah Really, I think, and maybe it's just because it's the '70s, but I don't think I would buy a figure that had this little articulation. This. Oh, kind I mean, of if I
1: was, at, if it was at that age at the time.
0: Yeah, maybe if I was younger, for sure. Rom and the, is this the first time we've ever seen Rom? I uh, think, but then again,
1: yeah. I don't know, man. I need Parker Brothers. I, I couldn't find that in the in the research. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Maybe I should do a little bit deeper, but. Um, i don't know if that came out before or after the comics actually
0: yeah yeah it it definitely you know like like earlier you were saying like writing the this property riding the wave of like star wars popularity and like sci-fi toys and stuff becoming bigger yeah um uh what was i saying it's 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 interesting to see like what am i trying to say sorry uh
1: Okay, I found it. The yeah. the 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 American comic book premiered in December of '79, so the toy might have come out just a little bit earlier, or maybe they both came out that Christmas. I'm not right. I'm not sure, but it was definitely both '79.
0: Yeah, if I was a little kid, I would definitely have probably wanted this, and it was probably huge too. There probably wasn't many toys like that. Um, are are there or- is there a split in the in the action figure community as far as?
1: Uh, Like, do some people not care about articulation, or or is it pretty much across the board that everybody wants articulation?
0: Yeah, I can't... That's that's what gets me about this kind of figure, and, like, I like older figures. It's like, I can't imagine wanting to play at something that you couldn't, like, pose in a cool way. Right, 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 right. Because I had, again, to go back to my childhood and playing toys, me and my friend Jerry would, like, come up with these huge, elaborate, like, mythologies with our figures and our characters... And then his cousin would come over and play with us and he'd be like, hey, friend, want to fight? Clack, 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 clack. You know what I mean? It was just like so primitive and uninspired the way that his approach to it. So, you know, I feel like that's the only thing you could do with a toy like this where that doesn't really move. It's got what one, two, three, four, maybe five points of articulation. Um, and that's like a probably like a kitschy thing but i think that would even for 79 that's kind of like primitive it feels to me like remember when superhuman samurai figures came out it was like a cheap hunk of plastic it was just like in it you press a button and it made like a sound or whatever i don't remember that all that much (laughs) yeah i don't mean to knock this toy specifically as such but to answer your question yeah i think for my from my perspective like a decent amount of articulation. For me it's like it's like Kenner in nineteen ninety 1990, some nineteen ninety two or whatever, or Toy Biz, I think, you know, knocked it out of the park. Bend at the knees, bend at the waist, uh, uh swivel on the waist, bend at the shoulders, bend at the elbows, turn at the head. Perfect.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> you know?
0: right, right. And for me that was the, definitely a huge thing. I would not buy something that just you know, I have a few figures. Kenner Kenner actually did their figures only did have five points of articulation i think for a lot of their series but they did good sculpts that already made it seem like they're in a dynamic pose right. so 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 those aren't so bad like batman and i have a steel uh shaquille o'neal steel figure that i, <laughs> oh my that God. I really love that i absolutely love I've never seen the movie but i love the figure anyway um but my favorite figures were always those toy biz x-men figures because they were able to like really Uh, hone in on the on the points of articulation to get a lot of good expression out of it and i feel like as a kid even i was thinking like i need that amount of expression to have a good time to make a good story whereas my friend's cousin would come over and just be like hi buddy you would let's battle you know it's just like get out of here what's wrong with you you know right read a book (laughs) (laughs) but uh but anyway not to knock this toy at all but that's it's reminiscent of 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 being a kid and like discerning between you know what a good toy was a cool toy and a not cool toy and uh, you come into conflict with this with mcfarlane toys because they look real good but they're not super posable
1: those Um, are just basically
0: uh you know yeah. sculptures for your desk right but early on because that's the thing mcfarlane's good at that he's good at being able to kind of like see what's ahead and he knew collectors are yeah. going to buy that shit up they were you know he he neka would not be around today if it was for mcfarlane right um, but anyway but anyway the early spawn toys were a little bit more like the toy biz thing and blah 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 but it's just the way it's all evolved i could talk about it forever <laughs> um, um. i think as a, maybe in the 70s i might have bought this figure but if i had known any better i probably wouldn't have even been interested in rom based on this figure alone right uh, all right well but, i mean yeah. I'm, not, yeah I'm not
1: in love with it but uh i'm just saying if i was like six seven eight yeah <laughs> Hell, maybe twelve. Who yeah. knows? Like it, in '79, <laughs> I might have been into it, but yeah. now, now it's not something I would get at all. Right. Uh,
0: and and it's and it's the thing is it's it's now reminiscent of figures that are coming out now. I don't know if you've been in the toy aisle lately at a Target or a Walmart or something. No. But the toys that they're selling kids these days that aren't the twenty-dollar Marvel Legend or whatever, are fucking hunks of junk, man. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, Let me tell you how I really feel. The they got these fucking like tall figs or big figs. They call them, I think, of Thor, Captain America. Five points of articulation. They're like, you know, they they're like a foot and a foot in a foot in four inches or something like that. They're like really tall, and they just don't like. What are you gonna do with that? You can make them hug. You can make them <laughs> hug. You can't even pose them on your desk. They're too big to just shove away somewhere, and they're big hollow pieces of plastic and then the like this the eight dollar to six dollar range of figures is is just you know again five points of articulation but just a smaller version it's like they're really jipping kids nowadays in terms of toys like just put if you put two more points of articulation in those lower end figures kids would be interested in buying action figures these days and the only people that are sustaining the industry are adults because those figures are good but they the price point is like you know Yeah, I have a job. (laughs) So, anyway, I'm getting on this whole tirade, but I just think toys are a really beautiful fucking thing. And this ROM figure is awesome in terms of history and the way that it's come out. And actually, I I kind of would want one now just to have in a... A piece of history type of thing? Yeah, exactly, totally. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not something I would want. Because you see figures like this now, it's definitely not something I think I would want in 1980. And... Uh, I don't know. Hard to say, really. But anyway, that's my diatribe on the whole fucking thing. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a whole, right whole conversation on. because... Yeah. Uh, Thanks for indulging me for there for a minute. Do kids even like
1: action figures it's, when they just get an iPad shoved in their face when they're three yeah. years old? You know, it's like I, it's a bigger conversation yeah. to yeah. have.
0: If I, can ever, if I can ever get the time one day, I want to do a line of figures that kids want to buy and for that ripe age where it really stimulates the imagination. You know, kids want them. Adults want them, too toys of the future (laughs) wait until Uh, augmented reality and action figures come into play you could have whole play sets dude whole worlds that your figs are in (laughs) fuck that anyway yeah whole other conversation let's get back to rom i love all right so back to i I love ramen as you you
1: can hear in the commercial this was a parker brother this was a parker brothers action figure and that was rare for them because they mainly did board games, this might have been their first action figure, as far as I can tell. So, wow,
0: well, yeah, um, that would that would make sense.
1: This was common at the time too, uh, where they created the toy first. This happened with Transformers and uh-huh. a bunch of other stuff, right? And you like, like build knots. you
0: build the you build a story around it to kind of get it make it pop.
1: Exactly. So they made the story after the fact. Yeah, and and thanks to Bill Mantlo, it was actually a good one. So then uh the ROM was sold to Parker Brothers and then the toy was originally named COBOL that's C-O-B-O-L after the programming language COBOL touch <laughs> yeah. me early or Play late 70s fucking me. computer programming languages <laughs> yeah and then later changed to ROM you know after CD-ROM read only memory yeah
0: which by was Parker
1: Brothers executives so I gotta smart, say they did the right the, the executives did the right move probably
0: yeah smart move it seems like definitely rom it's just like a buzzword at the time for sure that flies
1: no contest easier
0: right and then there and then and then from there to like conceptualize the type of mythology that surrounds this character at that point is like you know these guys are heavy hitters this is mark mcguire over here (laughs) we're talking fucking million dollar home runs (laughs) <laughs> or
1: whoever's heavy hitting right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything That's about like baseball. Fifteen years ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You <laughs> and your sports balls. <laughs> Sammy anyway. Sosa. All right. Uh, mm.
1: The toy set a precedent for the game publishing company, which up until that time had only ever produced board games. As we said before, uh-huh. as this was a new venture for the company, and given that electronic toys were still a very new. Was still very new. A decision was made to produce the figure as cheaply as possible. As a result, the final product had very few points of articulation. And twin red LEDs served as ROM's eyes instead of originally envisioned green.
0: Mm. Which were more expensive to produce. That was actually a lucky, a happy accident there. Because this toy, if it was green, it would not have the same kind of punch, I think.
1: Yeah, silver and green it's okay like silver gets along with everything pretty much but silver and red there's something special about that right
0: there's there's somehow there's like identity behind the red you know like green would just be like a drone it would just be like every other fucking robot you know but the red you you know red
1: like the red led look has a certain look
0: yeah and i think i think like red eyes you would associate as being like an evil kind of character or whatever but in this case the uh I think the design of the the character itself and those red eyes just really kind of resonates really well. Because re- more than anything, when you're looking into that faceplate of ROM, it looks like you're looking into a computer. Everything really kind of matches up. Right, and right. And I, right. I, I, I can oh, they see that. Now that you say
1: that, they probably wanted green because that was what a monitor monoclon- exactly. Yeah, totally. I get you. Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It seems like that. And so, by happy accident, I think by being this like warrior type character, the red really gives it the attitude it needs, and it's it's like that's like the most subtle thing. It's crazy, but it works.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of happy accidents happen, happening with this character.
0: Yeah. Ain't life about just those happy accidents? Hell yeah, boy! I know what you're saying. Oh, oh look, there's an extra tecate. Who oh, would have known? Goodness.
1: How many tecats
0: <laughs> do you got? A uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Enough. <to Kate's>. Enough. <laughs>
1: I had a beer or 12. All right. (laughs) Not long after its debut, Rom appeared in the corner box of the cover of Time magazine in December 10th, 1979 issue. It was featured in the interior article, Those Beeping Thinking Toys, which decried Rom's lack of articulation and predicted Mm. it would end up among the dust balls under the playroom sofa. Like I
0: said. I ain't fucking mincing words on this man there's definitely yeah it was like ba- even back in the day there was like an uh, up until like the late 60s you could tell like a cheaply made chinese made taiwanese toy from something that well they're all made in china and taiwan don't get me wrong but you know you could tell something that would captured the imagination as opposed to something that was just really kind of like standard and so that right seems, right right seems like time magazine see i'm you know i'm not alone here and I'm yeah even they knew just as, as yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. stefan, just as smart as time magazine yeah stefan just as <laughs> smart as time
1: oh man yes All right, so anyway, cut to 2017 at San Diego Comic-Con. A new action figure of ROM was released for the convention at HasbroToyShop.com in limited quantities as part of the IDW revolution, set alongside figures of Jetfire, Roadblock, Action Man, Mm -hmm. Leoric, as we said before. Yeah. From Visionaries. And characters from Micronauts. And uh, even a Dire... I guess they should have said this earlier, but uh, a Dire Wraith from... From Rom. From Rom and then itself, yeah. Matt Tracker from Mask, which we'll also get to yeah. in another and, episode.
0: And this this particular Comic Con for toys, like toys are really having like a really nice little renaissance right now. And this particular Comic Con package is is fucking choice, man. We you know the visionary figure that's in this has like a foil sticker on it, but it's still a cool figure. But that they included ROM and that the only other toy that rom has been uh, made in is the is the first one or i think is what we said um so it's really cool cause, so you finally do get the version of rom that could be a little bit more fun to play with or pose and and this this package in particular this comic-con esc- exclusive i think is going to be like in terms of for toy collectors it's like going to be one of those holy grail like legendary items in years to come you know whether or not whether or not this this hasbroverse even even hits you know
1: yeah and like when we mentioned the idw revolution i think that's all them trying to figure out how the movies were going to work in comic book form they're really trying to experiment even well it's only a year ago but even probably before that and uh and i like like that they're all they're trying they're really trying to make this work and uh i i think it's cool man and 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 all the exclusive figures at Comic Con. I just got one at Power Morphicon this weekend and it's great.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: The conventions yeah. are it's great. It's great for for appealing to the hardcore fandom.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Um and who doesn't so, love that?
1: Exactly. So uh back to the ROM toy. I did I did look on eBay. And um, the original toy from 1979 goes from anywhere from a hundred bucks to two hundred bucks, depending yeah. on its condition. Uh, and that makes, I guess, sense because yeah. it's a niche item, and it's it yeah. is from '79, so it's a while ago. So, yeah. um, and and d-
0: despite yeah. its despite its limitations, it's still it does really dig itself into that historical aspect. You know, like toy comic whatever it seemed from what the information we've gotten so far it seems like it's it it was a hit you know like it hit really nicely for a niche audience and exactly and that, that toy i mean it would make sense like for 100 bucks like if i found it i would get it for sure exactly bro even though i would probably never play with it but it'd be a cool desk, <laughs> desk <laughs> item it would be cool people would be like holy shit is that rom it's like dude fucking nerd yes <laughs> uh. yeah bro you fucking stupid little robot <laughs> so start headbutting each other <laughs> next tune Rose's in next boyfriend? week tune in next week for our jetsons deep dive oh god that's not happening <laughs> at least currently although there
1: is a jetsons run going on at dc like they did with flintstones and i wonder yeah. if it's as deep as the flintstones one because man that? That i gotta read fucking that ruled. flintstones yeah okay, i love it i gotta it. read that shit for sure um yeah man exact. yeah you really should and speaking of comics we're going into the comic section now uh we're, we're leaving the toy section. Sorry, Stefan.
0: It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love it, so let's
1: just make it quick. <laughs> the passion is palpable, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love toys, man. I don't know where that's going to lead me, but fucking it's not bad. I got four of the choicest Ninja Turtles on my <laughs> entertainment center right now, so no biggie. Anyway, moving on.
1: All right. So, Rom the Space Knight was – actually, is there even a the in it? It's Rom Space Knight. Is it? Was designed okay. as a yeah. toy, and Marvel's comic about it was supposed to be just a throwaway marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. However, Bill Mantlo, like we said before, uh-huh. made a story about duty and sacrifice, and he also made Rom fall in love with a human Ooh. and took him on fantastic pulp adventures. Damn, that and sucks!
0: He- as his dick is on a whole other planet. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, that is true. <laughs>
1: and he made something that far outlasted this shitty toy <laughs> right so yeah. that's he really elevated the whole thing
0: yes um, man that's what i'm saying it's really a special thing it already feels this such
1: gizmodo wrote an article a year ago or a couple of years ago entitled rom the space knight or rom space knight might be the best science fiction comic of all time ah shit
0: bold statement
1: that's a quite a bold statement
0: but hey i'm inclined to not be uh, to not say
1: no immediately
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm inclined to be not surprised by such a headline
1: that's a hell of a statement but yeah i mean it's cool sounds good to me i'm ready Um,
0: for it i'm like this is good what a great introduction to something that's already making me tingle down below (laughs) no (laughs) i'm just i'm preoccupied mentally here a little bit no problem
1: all right so let's talk about bill mantlow real quick this guy that elevated the whole thing all right Uh he he elevated the whole storytelling of this whole thing of what would otherwise be a one-dimensional character and not to be too much of a bummer but uh we got to talk about this guy because the story's worth telling uh (laughs) <laughs> he, Bill Mantlo was born in 1951. He's an American comic book writer, primarily at Marvel. Best known for two licensed toy properties whose adventures occurred in the Marvel Universe: Micronauts and Rom. Okay. He also nice. co-created Rocket Raccoon and Cloak and Dagger. Nice. Um, he was also, after somewhere along the line, he became a public defender. He was a lawyer. After he started writing comics, too. Not before, I think. pretty
0: badass.
1: Because, especially at that time, there's probably not a whole lot of money being made in comics. Yeah. So, um, this is the bummer part. He was the victim of a hit-and-run accident in 1992. Oh. He's been in institutional care ever since. He was was struck by a car while rollerblading. Ooh. Uh, The driver of the car fled the scene, never identified. He suffered severe head trauma. And according to his biographer, cartoonist David Yurkovic, in 2006, for a while Bill was comatose. Although mm-hmm. no longer in a coma, the brain damage he suffered in the accident is
0: irreparable. Yeah, dang. Uh,
1: in 2014, Marvel and Disney granted Mantlo a private preview screening of Guardians of the Galaxy, which featured Rocket Raccoon and uh, Michael Michael Mantlo. Said his brother, I guess Bill, uh, was pleased with the adaptation, which credits him as the character's co-creator, and enjoyed the occasion. So he might be cognizant enough to yeah. s- know what's going on, but still he'll yeah. never be a hundred percent.
0: I've I've seen that before, like kind of like the ability to react and like yeah absorb without being able to really respond. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably yeah. where well, he's at. Hot damn, man. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Talk
1: about a guy that really fucking took it to the next level of something that wouldn't yeah. have... Yeah. Really wouldn't have gotten there without him, honestly. Yeah. No one would have given a shit. Yeah. So So, wow. uh, December 2007 in Portland, Oregon, the comic book shop Floating World Comics sponsored Space Night, a tribute to Bill Mantlo, an art show consisting almost entirely... Of various artists' interpretations of rom cool. This helped to fund Mantlo's care, and they also had in 2010 Space Night Two. So, nice. and he also received the Bill Finger Award in 2014.
0: Nice Space Night spelled like night, like a night out. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: like a night out. Yes, exactly Yes, That's I didn't. Cool. I should have said that. Yeah. So Shit, anyway, I want to go
0: to Space Night Three. I know, right?
1: Kind of want to go, man. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of a sad story about him, but uh, at least we can honor his legend here in this podcast yeah. and and all that stuff.
0: Let's get I Rom mean, legend, going. He's still man, alive, but just lead in bad the Hasbro verse with Rom. Let's see it. I know, Marvel's man, that... dragging ass on Silver Surfer. Fucking jump in there.
1: Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> all right, so let's get back to the comics part of this whole thing. Idris um, Alba Rom's part of the Marvel Universe, um, at least initially. But somewhere along the line, he became part of IDW because he became fully part of Hasbro. Okay. So the comic book outlasted the toy line, or the toy, I guess only one. And uh, the series lasted for 75 issues. I think this is the original run that started in 79, all the way to February of eighty-six. So that's a good seven-year run right there, right? It's pretty good.
0: Nice, yeah.
1: Um, ROM's regular encounters with mainstream heroes and villains established him as part of the Marvel continuity at that time. And uh, Hasbro has him now. So Mm -hmm. on the IDW website for the recent ROM comic reboot,
0: they have this for their synopsis. We've been invaded, and only a space knight can save us. First, there was his epic return in this year's FCBD number zero. And now the ongoing tale of ROM begins in earnest. Christos Gage, Chris Royale, and David Messina kick off the wildest new series of the year as ROM's war with the diorates hits close to home in Earthfall part one. Damn those diorates. (laughs) Damn them
2: to hell.
1: (laughs) That's the reboot uh, synopsis. Uh, I did find on eBay a 34-issue run of the original run for about 31 bucks. so that's less than a dollar a piece, y'all.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Link uh, in comments. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, going back to the reboot here, I found some comments like we did on The Visionaries. I did find some comments on some reviews of the comic
0: uh on reddit i really liked it solid story solid art i like that the diorates seem much more powerful it really makes it feel like the odds are stacked against rom also it feels true to the original story in contrast i have no clue what's happening in micronauts (laughs) (laughs) you gotta always build something up and then take somebody else down
1: that's the nerd way isn't it Uh, yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh nice that was fun All right.
1: (laughs) Uh, the guy mentioned Macronauts there we're going to be covering him in in, uh, the next episode so stay tuned for that y'all this uh, then there was an Amazon reviewer that also had a positive reaction to this reboot comment series He said, I love this series. (laughs)
3: Kudos to IDW for reimagining Rom. It was the first comic book I ever owned way back in the 70s. Back when Marvel was publishing the character, IDW has taken the character and given him to Christos Gage, who has added personality and depth. Along with a sense of honor, making rhyme more than
2: just a robot, but a (laughs) knight!
0: Let me read this last one.
2: Okay, go ahead.
0: Phenomenal reboot of a childhood favorite. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, this guy is just (laughs) totally... All right. (laughs) I liked it, and I might buy the second one oh man i might yeah it's always like a little bit you gotta give it a little bit of shit it can never be totally
1: even though you're a total nerd about it you're never totally into it like it's always like uh tapered it's measured when it shouldn't be um anyway all right all right so we've been talking about rom the superhero that was at marvel and now at hasbro idw so what the fuck are his
0: powers right yeah Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm already in, but yeah. I'm already hard, but shit. Rom's armor was composed of the Galadorian metal plandanium. It is extremely durable, even going so far as to stand up to Wolverine's adamantium claws. It was shown to be damaged from time to time, demonstrating that the plandanium is not indestructible. The armor had self-repair capabilities, though it took several weeks to repair major damage. It provided him with superhuman strength, flight, and the ability to travel through space via backpack rockets. It allowed him to breathe in any atmosphere and survive the vacuum of space. In Space Knight form, Rom also did not need to eat or sleep. Controls near the torso allowed Rom to lower the armor's temperature to well below zero. The armor stored a solar charge. The armor stored a solar charge that could be used as a weapon and could drain power sources by mere contact. It gave him the ability to summon three pieces of equipment stored in subspace. Plandanium. Plondanium? <laughs> nice. I don't know how you Plondonium, say this shit. Unobtainium.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that's still my
0: favorite. That's oh they put
1: it in the movie. That's great. Anyway. I know, yeah. They went they they went they went all the way with it. So about, like I Space Night form, dude, he does like a little transformation. I love that. Cool. That'll always get me.
0: Yeah. Um definitely. Space Night Form. Uh ROM. He's also, got cruiser mode and fucking battle mode.
1: Yeah, I, I I like that that's awesome. So apparently in that form he didn't eat or didn't need
0: to eat or sleep. Uh, so wait, he needed to eat and sleep as just regular Rom. You know what? I guess so. <laughs> Damn it, we gotta fucking <laughs> we need to read this shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I haven't read it either, but I'm like super down, and I am very familiar, like in a comic book cultural kind of way, with the image of the character and stuff like that. It always just seemed like a you know like a Star Trek thing, like a Thinking Man's kind of thing. And when I was younger reading comic books, it was you know a little bit more about the pulp at the time. So I always thought I always thought it was like a Brainiac type of comic. Uh, in a lot of ways it is, but it seems like now at this seems age... more like, pulpy, man. Yeah, I'm like, this is the cool shit right here. It's a
1: callback to some pulp shit to me is what it seems like. Yeah. So anyway, there were controls near the torso that allowed Rom to lower the armor's temperature to well below zero. Hmm. The armor stored a solar charge that could hmm. be used as a weapon and could drain power sources by mere contact. Cool. It gave him the ability to summon three pieces of equipment stored in subspace Mm-hmm. um that's probably a whole other conversation right there the subspace yeah. part
0: it's something to do with hyperspace it seems like there is an aspect of this character that still has some kind of connection to its humanity or whatever uh right 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 you oh, know yeah, it, it
1: seems like he can go back to being human at some point so
0: yeah for it to be like him having to even change the temperature of the the armor or the limitations that are applied to like his hero- superhero superpowers
1: i mean there's obviously limitations but there's also yeah. like he's he's kind of a robot just temporarily he was originally a human yeah. and that whole thing makes it more interesting to me yeah so
0: there's still something in within you know that's it's right, not right, all right. computer it's not all like you know the that's what makes the character compelling is that it's not like this soulless just kind of like i'm gonna save you kind of thing you know?
1: right and whatever he eats whenever he's a non space night robot form, I have no idea. Maybe that's explained in the comics. Uh, anyway, yeah. all right, yeah. so moving on to the, moving on from comics into the movie portion. Uh, just like the just like Visionaries, this is all planned to be part of the Hasbro verse, the HCU, the Hasbro Cinematic Universe. And they've even gotten Zach Penn on board to be the screenwriter. This guy did Ready Player One and he also did um, Last Action Hero. He sold that script when he was like twenty three or
0: something. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He was
1: one of the youngest, hottest Screenwriters at that time because he got you know it was like early '90s or mid yeah. '90s Schwarzenegger wow. like whenever he was in like real prime time you know yeah. so this Zach Penn and he did Ready Player One recently which was pretty yeah. good you know not the best yeah. thing ever but it was very competent you know very competent screenwriter screen screenplay. yeah
0: yeah and he also I think we mentioned this on the podcast at one point before but he also was in he did a movie with Werner Herzog a mockumentary um comedic mockumentary called the incident at Loch Ness oh I kind of um, want to see that which he also acts in and it's really funny it's a really good little kind of like you know if you got if you catch it at some time it's really worth a watch uh um, right. that's how I became familiar with him and then I think he's also had some involvement with like the x-men universe and stuff so he's, he's been, been around pretty, man yeah he's been around for sure
1: for them to tap in for this guy, it's 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 like yeah. wow, you guys are not you are
0: not fucking around. That'd be cool. It'd be really cool to see what becomes of a ROM film. I am super excited about that. Right.
1: So, also, like we said before, James Gunn apparently loves ROM, and Kevin Smith as well. It seems like a lot of people that read the original comics really do love this series, this character, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems to have been kind of like this, you know. Beloved little gem, little hidden gem of a of a series uh, during its initial publication, uh, but James Gunn did say that the movie will not be without its problems. And when I first read this, I thought it was going to be something to do with you know the story, like the story itself was broken or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's actually not that. It's yeah. it's this. He
0: says. I don't know this because this is the problem. ROM, the story, is owned by Marvel Comics. So the Dire Wraiths, you know, all that story is owned by Marvel Comics. The character and the toys are owned by Paramount. So you can't have both. Now, you can't have the Space Knight at Marvel, and you can't have the Space Knights without the story. What always interested me was more the story of the Space Knights, people who gave up their humanity to save up their people who gave up their humanity to save their planet was always very interesting to me so there may be something to do with that but it won't be with rom <laughs>
1: that's good i don't know that's, that's uh good. what james, james gun, gun, gun sounds to me sounds in my head sort of yeah, he normal does. Voice, but uh, the, his, the, this quote is pretty, <laughs> pretty i put a little
0: stank on it stereotypically nerdy yeah <laughs> yeah definitely and I found um, this
1: on Reddit as well concerning... But hold on, the rights, before, like, before oh, we move ahead,
0: on, it's interesting what he has to say, too, because to, it seems like in that statement, he's a smart enough guy that he's like dropping kind of hints to be like, if you're going to approach this, like maybe focus on the bigger aspect as opposed to just the singular character itself, it seems like is what he's saying. I mean,
1: I just... It's tough. You know, the like space if they do, will be another Guardians of the Galaxy type of thing where it'll be... If they take just the Space Knights... You're right. Then, then, then that'll be like, what you call it, like
0: ensemble kind of.
1: In an ensemble, like very, very hidden gem uh, of a property, and they'd have to yeah. kind of have that kind of like treatment again, yeah. which is fine. I'm sure they could do it. They got all the money in the fucking world, so yeah, they could just throw at the best yeah. screenwriters so. and like make something
0: yeah it's either that or like you know like because it doesn't seem like there'd be enough money behind it for paramount and marvel to make a deal the way sony did you know for this property so it would be like or i don't know maybe marvel could just as easily just give their consent maybe and have like a some kind of credit or some kind of marketing deal i don't know but yeah how do you do make a rom movie without rom dude (laughs) well they're making a joker movie without batman so <laughs> yeah the
1: sky is the limit
0: yeah exactly that's what i'm saying it's like so what it seems like to me is james gunn is just saying like he's kind of like if i were to make this movie i'd kind of come from this angle
1: the name the, though if they made yeah. a movie called space nights bro yeah
0: i'm already in like, right, that's what I'm saying. Space knights and then the dire wraiths or the bad guys and the shit. The name sells itself, bro. You could compound on you know the 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 more mainstream public's idea of what this universe is like, um, you know, while incorporating the things that make ROM so good. Right in the comics, you know what I mean? Because if there's this type of speed bump, it have to you'd have to. I feel like you would have to approach it from an angle of it being like a new IP or whatever they call it nowadays, a new you know right. franchise or whatever. And Space Knights. Speaking of speaking of IP, be aw- awful, I was, you know.
1: I was at a Star Wars panel at Comic Con like two or three uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. It was for like the fucking Force Awakens. I think this is years oh. ago at oh, this wow. point. Yeah. And in Hall H, this fan asked uh, something about an IP with Star Wars, and J.J. Abrams said to the guy mm-hmm. at the panel. You know, if we thought this if we thought of this in terms of being an IP, we probably shouldn't be making
0: Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so that's cold so old
1: and business like
0: Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Holy fucking shit yeah
1: he told i was there i heard it from from his fucking jj yeah
0: parents. wow that's incredible but yeah. it's so true you know it's a lot yeah. of, nowadays it's it's so hard to get an uh, uh an original property off the ground to a certain degree like robert kirkman has put in years at image comics and you know all we really have in terms of like movies entertainment stuff is walking dead
1: but he has a bunch more
0: and he's got a bunch more, and they're gonna—they're looking to do an Invincible movie, which I s- live and swear by. Invincible is such a great comic series, so good, Robert Kirkman. But you know, he's been there for years and put that work and put that time in to get to the point where they're now just considering maybe making movies based on his properties. You know. Right, right, right. All right. So
1: back to the Reddit guy. <laughs> uh, he said. <laughs> Actually, this is not really that funny of a quote, so I'll just probably much read it straight. Dire Wraiths were mentioned in the original Parker Brothers toy material, so Hasbro owns the name. Dire Wraith's the name, I guess is what he's trying to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They look completely different in the new series, though. I guess the new series is the reboot comic series that they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, anyway, this whole thing, again, like we said in the beginning, and this whole series is about... A deep dive into the potential Hasbroverse, the hasbro cinematic universe that they're working on and they're going all the way into this shit they want to make several several movies with all this stuff um so unlike the visionaries episode that we had there is no reaction to a cartoon because there isn't one
0: there's never a rom cartoon we're just gonna read through issue one and react to panels
1: I thought about that, dude. I actually thought about that, but I could. I wanted. I wanted to find the original, and (laughs) Comicology doesn't have
0: it. You know. (coughs) All right. Yeah. It would have been a fun thing to be able to put voices to or whatever, but I don't know. Maybe more trouble than it's worth at this point.
1: Since we don't have a cartoon to react to, we're just going to go into the thoughts and pitches. So we wanted to talk about. So, Stefan, how would you make a ROM movie?
0: Um, I think, you know, in a perfect world, you could find some kind of deal where Marvel would let you use the Rom name and Rom would be Rom the Space Knight, Rom the Wraith Slayer. You know, you'd, you'd have to. But I like I was saying about James Gunn's quote and stuff like that, maybe like maybe pare it down a little bit or maybe even do like kind of like a prequel version of it where it is the space nights prior to rom coming and kind of being showing you know whether or not it can stand the test of you know the modern audience and and whether or not it'll be a hit so do like a space Knights prequel where you have a lot of the stuff that really made rom good um but but as like kind of a precursor to that so maybe subtly pushing into that and and by by doing that you know you can you can you know roM, as we know him, he looks a certain way and react and changes a certain way and has certain powers. But who's to say the other space knights, quote unquote, don't have differentials to the design of their, you know, their abilities and their costume or whatever their their space knight armor. So you could elaborate on that a little bit more. and that could be really fun to me, I think, to have like maybe like a team of three to four space knights that were on some kind of mission to fucking fuck up some dire wraiths
1: and that would be a whole that would be a whole prequel movie
0: i yeah like yeah maybe a prequel i think it'd be a if, if marvel i was thinking this earlier like i think marvel there's no reason marvel shouldn't be doing more high quality animated films right now which i think would be cool and this would be a really cool thing to maybe launch would we'll do like a Marvel animation uh department where they're teamed with Hasbro to create the toys for it. You would fucking m- marry I'm sure they could do something like that because they already have the Marvel Legends and everything, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be too it's a Marvel property and we can cross it over later or whatever, whatever. But do a fucking Rom the Space Knight animated film. Do it in my heart of hearts and like the most ideal way do it like a fucking ralph bakshi 80s fire and ice fucking you know a little higher quality but that same kind of 80s aesthetic animated style that'd really be a, appeal that'd be amazing man yeah really appeal to the retro audience get somebody great for the voice of rom really inject it with personality draw from the comic books start an animation wing do some great toys um that's how I would do a rom movie, honestly. Um, but if you couldn't work yourself around those licenses, I think rolling with like a live action Space Knights movie could open the door to just being able to kind of create this new and original IP. But also, it you're you're still allowed to draw from the mythology of what made the rom character so good. So you have two options there, and I think one is better than the other.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> well i would just go straight into rom i you definitely need the space knights in there it sucks that they're all separated um but uh, i think really it hinges upon like you need to see him as a apparently you know before he's a robot i think it's inv- incredibly important right that the, the transformation
0: first. for sure you need to have a skinny steve long section <laughs> of <laughs> i want to save
1: the day Ca-
3: but I these mean like people the are like-
0: dying that's what he sounds like that's what rom sounds like
3: these people are dying and i'm i'm a hero
0: no i don't know if many people
1: would see that but I, i'm saying i'm talking about like in captain america one they spent a, quite a long time with skinny steve yeah so right. i think yeah that that's amount, what i'm that amount of time with him as a human form
0: that's what right. i'm saying and then you get keith david who comes in there as the voice of rom <laughs> actually he's you, like, that'd be really great that would he's be good. like um <laughs> how does he sound he's like <laughs> don't uh, damn da- uh, no no that's too racist say i'm uh, going to take i'm <laughs> uh, sorry i'm going I tra- to destroy some dire wraiths or something yeah, like that yeah <laughs> take it away Stephen. i'm going to destroy i'm going to destroy some dire wraiths this is an injustice to the galaxy no it could be better Keith David, I think, would be my pick for the voice, but it could be better. I don't do. I do a good Keith David from uh, Requiem for a Dream. I, I know it's pretty, baby, but I didn't take it out for air, Something like that. But you know, Rom, I think you'd be good for it. He did Spawn, kind of coming from that angle, but now he's a robot, so he's a little more. I think we all know Keith and, David's
1: best role ever is.
0: Mm. <laughs> There's something about Mary.
1: The bathroom's that way, and he's already he's already headed that way. <laughs> He's fucking Mary's dad. Remember? (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: a deep cut. I totally forgot about that. Deep cut, baby. Bathrooms that way. (laughs) Oh God, I love Keith David in that movie, dude. I do too. Good. He's great. Woogie, Willie,
3: what, what? Woogie,
0: get out of my head. He's the best. As Spawn, get out of my head. Keith David fucking rules. Um, he'd be my voice for Rom. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's, I don't. Um, actually, I'm not like sure. That. I'm
1: glad you had an answer, man, because I don't really know who the fuck I'd have voice. But I do think, as far as like a either whole him
0: pacing, or like you know, my top choice, my choice, uh, uh, pretty much always throw in Idris Elba. Just throw him in there.
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I I, he, I just want him be to be human at first. Robot Let's get a good idea Rom. of who he is. Human, and then and then he goes on this huge adventure, and he's pretty much faceless, but you can still. Yeah. Through the drama of the, of everything. Yeah. You can would you, yeah. you can still see what's on his face. And maybe you can add expressions to the red LEDs in his lights a little bit. It would bit. be like, you know some what embell- you'd have some to embellishes do? and flourishes to those lights.
0: Yeah. I would make this suggestion to Hasbro versus Paramount or whoever is going to end up ultimately making this thing. I would say study mask work from like actors and performers like body language and stuff. Oh, Power yeah. Rangers even. Power Rangers even. Yeah. There's a lot you of could, that actually, yeah. You could evoke a lot of this character's emotion through the body language uh, as opposed to just relying on like some type of facial animation or the eyes maybe moving Wally style. You, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even even Eva Eva or whatever. You know, you could Eva. kind of have a you could you could have a mix of the two where the red eyes, Rom's red eyes, are kind of animated Spider-Man style or something, like just as subtly and as well as the body language, I think you could get a lot out of it, especially if it's 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 really trippy or heady at times, you know, you could get a real Doctor Strange kind of pathos going and Keith David'll come in and be like you know this is not right. These direwraiths need to go because I'm a space knight, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But you know it's going to be really good once these motherfuckers. It'll be hard R. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, hard move on R. before R. I no, embarrass myself, it's <laughs> probably fine. But I'm honing in on this Keith David Rom the space knight uh, voice. If so.
1: Keith David is the voice of Rom, then I maybe. I mean. I know it's two black <laughs> dudes, but, like, I just Elba as a space knight. That'd be cool.
0: Right, yeah, you just do you just do Keith David, but then you add a little bit of a British accent to it, and it's like, Rom, the diorites have been here. Oh, I got I it, I got smell. it. Here's
1: the formula. Yeah. Rom, Rom's, <laughs> totally, Rom's totally good. I forget the D&D categories here. He's... Uh, uh-huh. He's Lawful Good or whatever the fuck it is. Right, right, right. And then you got the one in the middle is the Space Knight. He kind of is gray. And Uh the Dire 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 Wraith is uh, Chaotic Evil.
0: Okay, right, Uh, right.
1: uh, I mean, that's very uh, broad strokes there. And they probably already got that covered in the original source material.
0: Yeah, that's the, the kind of like, what would you even call it? Like the the thematic structure or not even thematic.
1: That's the shit I hone in on, man. You yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Like, but sure. I, the,
0: what they represent, right. I like the chaotic evil and then you have like the middle ground and then you have the totally good. So Rom would be like just kind of like a crusader of sorts, you know, and then like a space knight. So would this space knight be like his liaison to the, to 'Cause then then you're kind of running into like an origin story type of deal where you're where you're having some guy. I would know, like, view
1: it as a space knight is yeah. um Maybe it's like a of, rogue sort of in a bad environment. He's a, he's yeah. a, the Space Knights are in a bad guy. They're basically bad guys, but I guess maybe That's I'm cool. kind of viewing it as 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 Finn a little bit like from Star Wars. Yeah. Where yeah. He's part of they're like stormtroopers, but they are a little bit more autonomous, I guess, and uh, they, and then w- the one space knight that that deals with Rom is uh, the Finn-like one. But he breaks away from the group, uh, but he's not quite as good as Finn either. Uh, but he's he's definitely not quite as bad as the other guys. So he's very much in the middle. Yeah.
0: Would it be Would it be too much of a reach to say that maybe one of the di- maybe the dire wraiths are like kind of an ancient version of the space knights or something like that? that'd be cool so there's kind of like you know you're talking about this gray space knight kind of character who's maybe an influence as opposed to being like kind of a teacher or whatever or something something of a like kind of like a leaving the breadcrumbs type of character or manipulator of some sort who you don't really know is good or bad but then you know there's a more a deeper mythology where the dire raids are, are just kind of like an earlier version a more primitive version of this type of um galactic uh, enforcer. Whereas, I think that's great. Uh, you can play yeah. with
1: the, the long timelines that sci-fi uh, yeah. can allow. There's
0: something ancient about it, you know. and Rom is like the new hot shit, so the Space Knight could even be in between somewhere, you know what I mean? The Dire and,
1: have lived long enough to see them become the villain.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, pretty much rounding all this out, guys, uh, I am... The more and more research I do on this... I am very excited about a new cinematic universe, uh, and having just you know cooler you know more cool movies to see yeah. in the theater you know because right it's, now it's mostly Marvel stuff so just just for variety's sake and to be kind of in the same thing but totally different at the same time. So, how, how do you feel about all this, Stefan?
0: I I think it's like <clears throat> you know it seems from where I'm standing currently it seems like just wild enough to work you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. were getting into talking about Bumblebee, and I've honestly been vehemently opposed, like uh, uh, repulsed by the the current Transformers films. Yeah. But, you know, and I like to think I have this sixth sense about trailers and shit. I like to talk about that a lot. But when yeah. I saw Bumblebee, I was like, this is, it looks the same. I get that, but it feels so different. And yeah, when Maddie, you know, last true. episode when Maddie was saying like, "I'm not excited about it," I'm like, "How could you not be, dude? Like, this is, you know, man. this is it's different. It's just it did, you know, it's like it could go one way or the other, and it's still Platinum Dunes, but it seems like you know, in the information age that we're in, they're listening, you know. I the, think so. Even they got the even like guy
1: from the the, the from Lika, the guy that did Kubo, man, yeah,
0: Shit. yeah, that guy's directing yeah. this movie. Fuck yeah, dude, it's gonna be cool i just i feel like i have like kind of an instinct about it i think it looks i'm excited about it if anything you know and so the hasbro verse thing i'm like if they fucking lead with like a, a transformers movie that is palpable for you know the the because i guarantee you at every convention true like hardcore transformers fans do not like those movies there's no, they don't I mean, resemble I grew up anything. Loving the shit out of Transformers. Wait, I, that was yeah, my main I didn't. Day. Yeah, I didn't mean to say you. Yeah, you. Know, you no, anything, I know, but yeah. I'm.
1: I'm. I'm adding to what you're saying. Like oh, right, I right. When I, I I walk out of the theater years ago seeing Transformers the movie, a movie yeah. I'd always wanted yeah. to see. Yeah. And I would just felt let down. I really did. And you know, you everybody knows me. I'm pretty easy yeah. on movies, but with yeah. that, I was just like,
0: what <clears throat> happened here, man? This is just yeah. not right. I like, you know, like a lot of people like to throw around the, you know, like Lucas ruined Star Wars. I hate Star Wars or Disney killed Star Wars. I'm not watching it. But for me, Michael Bay really killed Transformers for me because I've said on the podcast that i like i'm not too, i'd never really liked him so much but i did like him i just didn't have a whole lot of them as a kid i did like him and i was really excited for a transformers movie but it just felt like he made a transformers movie out of like hate for the fact that people wanted a transformers movie they're like all right fine here it's like going into a restaurant and they're just like oh you want some food okay hold on let me all right what oh, all right let me get you some food you know it's like why do you have a restaurant why are you making movies you know it felt like such a hateful like a crumpled up piece of tin foil they just threw at you like eh, here's your transformers you fucking it felt so spiteful
1: <laughs> it didn't so, feel like a fan was making it and yeah, they looked, exactly. they were very successful they made 4 or 5 films i get it from a yeah. hollywood producer standpoint but as good films yeah you know it's just but, not, and, it's just not it's just not a good they're not good films they're not yeah
0: and and for and Bumblebee, like I wouldn't probably have called it Bumblebee to like lead out that way or whatever, but like I guess people are familiar enough to like kind of go there. Um, oh, it's a, dude, it's a
1: household name at this point. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. People love Bumblebee, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I guess yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess if there wasn't those Transformers movies, obviously you wouldn't call your first movie Bumblebee. Is what I'm saying. I guess.
1: But but for them to go in this direction, and I it don't feels know, good. I, have, I like, have not heard a single person online yeah. say this is their Iron Man one. But I would yeah. love for it to be. If this is a good yeah. movie, That's I think a, they're kind of waiting SH to see if this
0: is prediction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm excited about it. I feel good about it, and and I love i i love gi joe i'm i'm really into gi joe like in my real life i'm totally not into like military shit like at all but i love gi joe because of all the characters and the toy history the video i'm video games the toy history the fucking vehicles and all the different characters snake eyes you know like all of it i love gi joe it's interesting
1: we got the full like like trifecta or or whatever at uh at super house because yeah. your main shit was gi joe's mine was transformers joey's was he-man and i think yeah. maddie might have been a little he-man no it might have been i don't yeah. know actually about maddie, maddie's but,
0: kind of in the turtle camp there too i'm i'm the turtle guy oh uh, well matt, i mean yeah. well yeah i went from transformers to turtles like all oh, right i see what you're saying i did
1: both but as far as like earlier than turtles you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i think once yeah. i got the turtles we
0: were all on board honestly yeah matt i don't know if matt what maddie was into then yeah, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I like. I really love G.I. Joe's. It was like, yeah, that was like right the perfect age when I was like picking them up when I'm like vehicles and weapons. Like, oh, god, this is cool. You know, it could be anything. The, Cobra but those, Commander,
1: those, I love that look, man.
0: Yeah, the mask and shit, yeah. that sleek mirror mask kind of shit. It was so great. You know, it was all so great. And I've read the comics and stuff. And so, and I, I, I actually love G.I. Joe so much that I don't hate the movies that they put out. They're not good. But for me, I really enjoy watching yeah, them because I, I like I like those characters. I like, and the second one is dope, man. It's not like dope like you need to watch that shit. But if you're a fan of GI Joe, and I'm sure every fan of GI Joe has seen it multiple times, it's good. It's like Ray Park has fucking Snake Eyes, and he's fucking killing ninjas on a cliff and shit. It's like it's it's not a good story, but I'm it's. I'm making enjoyable. another.
1: I'm making another announcement. I I mean uh, uh, a yeah. prediction. Yeah. That guy John Cena is either Mask or GI Joe.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: They they want to get this started fast, not as fast yeah. as Justice League. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll be like sprinkling in hints. And yeah. Cena seems like a prime target for that kind of thing. He'd be
0: he'd be a good Duke, honestly. He'd really embody a, everything about that kind of boy scout soldier, you know, but like amped up over the top GI Joe style because um, in those movies they they wanted to go there for sure, but you know it was Stephen. What's his face? The guy who did the Daredevil movie, who did, did the Knight. first one. It's not Stephen tonight. Uh, Steve, I like Stephen tonight. Uh, it's um the guy who did Daredevil, Ghost Rider. Uh, his name? Dude, I don't know, man. I grumpy, can't grumpy old man. Uh, anyway, that director, Steven something. He did Daredevil with Ben Affleck and Ghost Rider with Nick Cage. He also directed the first gi joe movie with um who was it channing tatum played duke yeah <laughs> oh man um <laughs> uh, you know and uh so anyway the you know and then the second one it was mostly like a rock movie is like i think one of the better rock movies to be completely honest nice uh, um and and uh and anyway so to see john cena come in and you he could really he could really boost that franchise and get it off the ground you gotta i don't know what you'd have to do to make it pop because for some reason there's no gi joe toys out now there's no animated series there's no movies. it's dead no right nothing. it's fucking dead it's dead right it's a it's fantastic four right now for hasbro really for this universe so wow
1: that's a nice way to
0: put it, it
1: their, their, their biggest challenge and i know we're we need to wrap it out here real quick for sure. right? before we go the the their biggest challenge is a lot of it other than Transformers and G.I. Joe, a lot of it was super niche. Like even Mask, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and definitely Micronauts and ROM. So you you have stuff like their whole cinematic universe is a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy type shit. It's it's yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. people know Venom, people know Spider-Man, people know even before the movies. Yeah. But but now they have this this huge hurdle of trying to get people to follow a whole cinematic franchise based on shit people don't even know people don't even there's no childhoods to ruin because no one gave a shit even then but i mean not many people very niche right so uh not just there are definitely fans especially like we've said like rom has a bunch of fans and yeah and we'll get to the other properties later too but yeah um like it just there's more there's more of a challenge there, I think, than Marvel even yeah. had in the yeah. beginning, because people even knew Iron Man to a certain degree. Yeah, uh, most people did, but uh, but I think that also makes it exciting because it makes it fresher, and uh, even though it is following in Marvel's footsteps, at least it'll be something cool and new, and you know, I don't know, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, and honestly, from a like kind of a business standpoint, I think by saying like this thing was based on a comic book, you know, like now that really has a lot of weight. Because all the fucking huge movies right now uh, that aren't nominated for Oscars are fucking comic book movies. (laughs) All right,
1: everybody, thanks for listening. We are going to be putting this episode into the Shinfo Cast. That's Superhouse Info Cast playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds
0: like the Japanese samurai anime or something, Shinfo. (laughs) I know. We're so
1: good at branding here, y'all. Fuck yeah, Uh, I
0: I got that shit.
1: This currently also has the Visionaries' Knights of the Magical Light episode, the Doctor Strange and the Occult episode, and our Top 10 Video Game Conspiracies episode. Nice. And it will also include next week our Micronauts episode hint hint well it's not even a hint it's giving it away Uh, our Micronauts episode is the next in this series and I am very excited for that Awesome. Uh, you know I didn't really know much about them that much and Mm -hmm. then I did some research and man they're really fucking cool came out just a little bit before I was born Um, anyway we'll get to that next week so thanks again Shasta and Matt Herring for your Patreon contribution
0: thank you Shasta thank you Matt
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you too can come to patreon.com slash superhouse podcast and also throw us a few shekels if you want and we'll give you a shout out or we have other tiers as well there and we're also at superhousepod.com Superhouse. we're at facebook.com slash superhouse podcast and we're superhouse podcast on uh superhouse pod on twitter and superhouse podcast on instagram and that might be it for Super House. Uh, I am Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter, and pretty much that's how you can find me. Oh, I'm also Thunderwolf Lives on Instagram. And uh, what was your shit again, uh, uh, Stefan?
0: Um, you know I don't really have much. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my name's Stefan Santa Cruz without the vowels and an F instead of a PH uh, in the Stefan part. Um, if you want to check out some travel photos I had, that's my shit. But I, honestly, like, I don't know, I'm on Facebook. I'm actually, if you search social windows, I have a page on Facebook where I post, like, memes and just, like, odd shit that I find on the internet that doesn't really pertain to either, like, a lot of the personal uh, people I have in my life or, like, the super house stuff. So it's just, like, kind of, like, a miscellaneous odds and ends of things. Sometimes it's, like, tech, futurist futurist technological articles or something, like, political or something some art or something like that so uh that page i'd like to get going more so search social windows on facebook and um post a lot of art there and stuff and like photos i find i didn't even know that
1: you also post shit on the Super House facebook page a lot so yeah
0: for sure anytime i find an interesting story or uh, uh that pertains to our geek life um i like to post that shit too and um as i get more time i'm hoping the winter, like being more uh, kind of forced to be inside and stuff summer was really fun you know like there's a lot going on um but i'm hoping with the winter, i'll be able to uh power through a lot more of these uh fun projects that i have in mind for the super house community he also got hot package toy show as well Hell yeah on youtube <laughs> Which also announcement I won't be able to make it for the Micronauts uh, episode. I don't think I'm I'm on my way out to Burning Man. Um, I'll try and post some Instagrams or make a video or something like that. Depending, I don't think I'll have service, but depending on what I can get, I'll probably do a little something for Superhouse in terms of our travel segments. Right. But uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I'll, I bet I think I'm gonna miss the Micronauts episode, which I'm bummed about. But uh, I'll be back. It's gonna for be more a good one, these. man. Yeah, I'm digging the Hasbroverse deep dive. Um, and uh, and more obscure characters to come. Part
1: of this also was just there's not shit in the theater, man, in August. So, Isn't it that interesting? <laughs> yeah, it just kind of helped us out to yeah. to make this instead of our re- general yeah. our usual
0: review shit. It feels like ages since a movie came out. I still need to watch Mission Impossible, and I'm sure a handful of others. But oh, that
1: yeah, that was actually pretty good. I didn't know you hadn't yeah. seen that.
0: Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I gotta go see that. I've been lazy about it. Well, I've been preparing for this Burning Man shit, but. When yeah, I get no back, then I can get back to normal.
1: So anyway, yeah, leave us some reviews in iTunes as well. If you search for Superhouse Podcast in the iTunes store, you will find us. And if you could please leave us the reviews, five stars and all that, that'd be great. Hell yeah. And, and that's basically it. This is Andrew signing off. Catch us for Micronauts next week.
0: This is Stefan. and I'm signing off. Hell yeah. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we are, that we should be floating on, we are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media.
1: Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us
0: You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. We'll dollars I'm really get
2: Joey
0: for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon.
1: <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project <laughs> 2018.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Link's in the description. <laughs>